You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be reacting to Mikel Arteta's pre-North London derby press conference. Now, I've got another video dropping a little bit later on, bit of a more informal episode where I've just taken the camera outside into the sunshine, had a little seat, uh, had a little drink and uh, basically spoke about what the North London derby means to me. So I hope you enjoy that clip. And we're going to be doing a few more of those kind of pre-record, short, bite-sized versions of the podcast going forward, as well as all the live streams, of course. Uh, but let me know what you think about that. That's coming out a little bit later on this evening. Um, want to say a big hello to everybody joining us currently in the live chat box. Hope you are all well. Uh, let's say hello to uh, Syed, to Alejandro, who says... Shout out from Brooklyn, New York. Hope all is well with your new gooner in the house. I tell you what, last night was probably the first night I've had a decent night's sleep in about a week. And I think it was because I went and played football and I was so tired that I couldn't hear the baby waking up. But whatever the cause, whatever the reason, uh, feeling a lot better today. So thank you so much. Uh, big hello to Rade uh, and to... Uh, Chris, Chris, have I said that right? Uh, who joins us from Syracuse in New York. Uh, big hello to Omar. And of course, a massive thank you uh, to Syed for his very, very kind Super Chat donation. Syed, thank you so, so much, mate. Really, really appreciate all your support on the channel. Big hello to Nishith as well. Right, so Mikel Arteta has been speaking ahead of this weekend's huge North London derby between Arsenal and Spurs. The Gunners... I was going to say welcome, but we're not really welcoming them uh, to uh, to the Emirates Stadium. We'll, we'll be entertaining Tottenham at the Emirates Stadium. And it's a big game for both clubs. I think for Arsenal, it's a big game because Mikel Arteta has started the season um, not very well overall. Yes, the last couple of games have been better and there's been uh, some positive signs, but he is under pressure. So looking forward to... Um, him having the opportunity, I guess, to relieve some of that pressure and buy himself some goodwill again with the fan base. Uh, for Tottenham, they go into this game having started the season really, really well, but having looked really poor in recent weeks. So it's a little bit of a flip uh, between Arsenal and Tottenham. They started the season incredibly well in terms of results anyway. Their performances weren't fantastic, but they, they started well in terms of results. And now they're in a place where their results have tailed off, whilst we seem to be on an upward trajectory. So uh, going to be a really, really interesting game. And Mikel Arteta's press conference uh, was uh, was quite interesting today, I thought. And we're going to take you through some of it. Not going to take you through every single part of it because there are, of course, uh, you know, lots and lots of quotes. And, and you can go on Arsenal.com and have a read through the full transcript. Or I'm sure you can find the whole press conference on YouTube if you prefer to do that. But... I just wanted to take you through some key points. And, and the first key point I wanted to mention is obviously on the team news. Now, Arsenal put out a tweet earlier today where they uh, where they announced that the entire squad is fit. And Mikel Arteta says, hopefully everybody is available. So good news 
we have one more session before the game. So he suggests that there could still be somebody or there is still some risk of people picking up knocks and injuries. But in general, everybody is feeling good. So um, that's as positive to hear. And there are a few selection headaches for Mikel Arteta, but we'll talk about those tomorrow on the uh, prediction lineup and uh, and preview show so looking forward to bringing you that and we'll we'll get into some of those discussions in a little bit more detail uh but Mikel Arteta has been talking up the derby he's been, he's described it today as the most special game of the season at home it's a north london derby and emotionally he says it's a different one to play and we know how much it means to our supporters as well. Uh, he was asked about managing a North London derby in front of fans for the first time. Now, it's easy to forget, isn't it, that Mikel Arteta hasn't actually had that experience yet. I mean, he's been in the job for a while now. But of course, when he took over the club, it was mid-season. He had that short period between December when he took over and the end of that campaign. So December to May and then COVID hit. In fact, I don't even think he finished off the first season, did he? No, he didn't. Um, before the, the the fans were taken away. So actually, Mikel Arteta's got very little experience of managing Arsenal in front of the Emirates Stadium crowd. And I think as he goes on to say, and, and we'll touch on those quotes in a little bit, he's been pleasantly surprised given how many negative headlines there are about Arsenal at the moment, how negative the, the feel is on social media to find that the, the ground's been full up pretty much, you know, 50,000 people at a Carabao Cup game. I thought that was brilliant. And and the people that have been attending have been incredibly supportive of the team. And that's something I've praised them for as well over the last few weeks. So it's, it's Mikel Arteta is recognising that. And he is, you know, whether you like him or not, he's a bit of a passionate What's the term I want to use here? I've got to be careful what I say here. He's a bit of a passion merchant, I think, Mikel Arteta. I think he loves all that. I think he feeds off that. I think you can see it on the touchline that he's that kind of manager that really feeds off of the crowd and that energy. And when you want to play in a really intense way, I think often as a manager, you can, if the crowd is behind you, you can use that to to keep those intensity levels uh, really high and to to kind of make sure that your players understand that energy and, and can then feed off of that energy and make sure that they maintain those levels of intensity. How many times over the years have we seen crowds get teams over the line by being extra supportive, extra vocal, extra loud, um, extra partisan and all of that. So, uh, you know, it, it's easy to forget, isn't it, that Mikel Arteta uh, hasn't had a North London derby at home yet. Jesus. Uh, he says, to be fair, I can't wait to have that experience even right now after such a long time without him. He says, I've experienced some London derbies, but without supporters. And I'm saying supporters because I think that is the word to describe the people who are behind our football club. Now, this was really interesting, this particular part from Mikel Arteta, because he was very careful in his choice of words. And he says, I'll just repeat that bit again. He said, I have experienced some London derbies, as Arsenal manager he means, but without supporters. And I am saying supporters because I think that word is the word to describe the people who are behind our football club. Mikel Arteta making it clear that he can tell the difference between a supporter and a fan, that he is only really taking into consideration the opinions and the views of those supporters and Basically sending out a message to the, the critics that you're not going to bother us and also sending out a message to those that have stuck by him and that have stuck by the club in the last few months as if to say, we know who you are. 
we recognize that we can tell the difference between those people and the people that are constantly negative and the people that look listen if you want to be critical that's fine but there's a difference between being critical and being toxic and going into grounds and and giving off the wrong vibes i think we've had this discussion over and over again if you go there you need to be behind the team in my opinion whether you're happy with them or not whether you like them or not you need to give you need to lend a hand you need to be a part of the solution not a part of the problem and i think that for me it's i like the way that Mikel arteta's come out and called this out i really do and there will be people right who uh who are very anti Mikel arteta who will jump on that comment for you know or with the opposite viewpoint i'm sure uh so watch this space for those kind of videos over the next few days uh, but he said what they have done in the last few weeks referring to the supporters has been pretty special they only want what is best for the club and it's very different to just being a fan a fan and a supporter behave in different ways and what we have experienced in the past two games is pretty unique and is related to our history it's people who respect and want to promote the values that have been instilled in this club by many people who have been in charge. It's just a privilege to see how they're able to understand the intelligence they have shown because it comes from the knowledge that they know about our history. They know what we want to do, what we want to achieve, and they are fully behind the team. So Mikel Arteta, again, emphasizing that point. Difference in his view between supporters and fans. And we are um, you know, we're seeing Mikel Arteta, I guess, have a little bit of a kind of uh, a dig, if you want to call it that, at some of the, the negative press and some of the negative voices uh, that have been around the Arsenal fan base lately. And, and I don't blame him. I think I'd find it pretty frustrating as well. Uh, some of the other points from the press conference, he was asked about that old cliche. Does form come into the derby? To a degree, it does. But you know, it's a derby and they're two very evenly matched sides, in my opinion. And I know we've talked in, in years gone by about how this derby has almost gone from a very one-sided fixture to a very actually equal fixture. You could argue that maybe Tottenham had the slightly upper hand at, at a certain point over a short period, granted. But I think this is really, really even. I think both teams have good players. Both teams have players who can make the difference. Both teams have players who could... Uh, you know, who could produce moments that, that dictate the result. However, both pe both teams have players that are not quite there, that are not so good, players that their fans are not so sure about, players that I'm sure their managers are not so sure about, and players that I don't think too many people would complain if they were moved on. So we're in a really similar position in that sense. Uh, he was asked about Alexander Lacazette. Of course, Alexander Lacazette featured for Arsenal in the win over AFC Wimbledon in the Carabao Cup. He started at centre-forward, scored uh, the first goal from the penalty spot, uh, and Mikel was asked whether he would be involved. And he said, look, everybody has a chance. We'll not reveal what we'll do in terms of the lineup, but obviously there are a few positions we are addressing and we'll try to make the right decisions. He was also asked about who will start in between the sticks. Will Aaron Ramsdale continue to be the number one in the Premier League, or will Burn Leno come back into the side uh, Mikel responded kind of with a smile on his face to the report that asked that question by saying well done for trying you'll see the lineup on Sunday as you can understand we cannot give anything away so Mikel Arteta tight-lipped and very coy on who will be starting um, starting in goal now 
this is an interesting comment from Steve in in the chat, and I just wanted to touch on this quickly because it feeds into a, a discussion that we were having on the podcast a little while ago about Mikel Arteta's demeanour during press conferences, and I was quite critical of him. Um, granted, some of that may have been me speaking from frustration because of the run of results that Arsenal were on. But Steve says, I agree with very little that are... Oh, hold on. Sorry, I, I misread this comment, but it's still a good comment from Steve. Let me read it anyway. He says, I agree with very little of what Arteta says at conferences, but I'm still, but I'm fully behind him on this subject. Yeah, so making that point. And I, I thought when I first read that at a glance, and it is decent to, decent, it is difficult to read uh, the comments while I'm talking. So I, I, I apologise for letting my mind run away. But I thought Steve was going to say, um, that I agree with Arteta not giving away anything at press conferences. And I completely agree with that. I just think what Mikel Arteta has maybe done wrong in, in recent press conferences, or, or especially during difficult times, is I don't know if he's come across as honest enough. I don't know if he's... There's a time to kind of pour your heart out as a manager and rally the fans, and there's a time where you do keep tight-lipped. Things like team selection, I agree, you know, you keep... You keep that under wraps. You you don't hint. You don't give anything away. And actually, you don't really need to explain any of the decisions that you do go on to make in the public domain. It's it's not a requirement, you know. So I agree with him being tight-lipped on certain stuff. But I agree with Steve on this point about the fan and supporter thing. I really like that he's come out and said that because it shows, um, you know, it shows that they're aware. The club are aware of what's being said, of what's being talked about, of the vibe and the mood around Arsenal Football Club, but equally that they believe in their process or they believe in what they're doing so much so that they're just going to block out the noise. And look, you can disagree with their approach. You can disagree with certain elements of Arteta's management. You can disagree with certain decisions, with the inclusion of certain individuals. But at the end of the day, if the club didn't have the faith in their own project themselves, then how would you be able to get on board? So I guess he's reiterating the point that, you know, they know that where they are, they know where they want to be. They know that it's going to be difficult to get there. But they also recognise those people that have been behind the club, that will continue to be behind the club and that turn up to the Emirates Stadium or, you know, watching from home, sit there and get right behind the team. Uh, let's move a little bit further forward. He was asked some questions about Tottenham. He was asked about Harry Kane playing in that deeper role and he, he was full of praise, obviously, for him. We know that... Um, Harry Kane is a big threat. He he always seems to turn up in these particular fixtures as well, which is uh, a little bit worrying. Uh, but then he was asked about Granit Xhaka and Thomas Partey. And he was asked if they're 100% ready to start. Now, remember, Granit Xhaka's just served a three-match suspension, having been sent off at Manchester City. He also contracted COVID-19 during that period of time. And of course, Thomas Partey uh, wasn't able to last the full 90 minutes at Burnley. did get about an hour against AFC Wimbledon in an attempt to get him up to speed uh, fitness-wise. So um, you'd think that they are. And Mikel Arteta says, well, they are in the best possible state that they can be. Obviously, they've both had different issues in the last few weeks. Thomas with an injury and Granite with a suspension. Ideally, you want players with more of a run of games and to be a little bit more consistent in terms of minutes. But they are both available. Does that mean that Mikel Arteta is considering leaving Granite Xhaka out. And again, I, I said we're going to talk about this in more detail tomorrow, and we will. Uh, but I just wonder if that comment there 
where it says, ideally, you want players with more of a run of games and to be a little bit more consistent in terms of minutes. I wonder if that has a little bit of an undertone to it. And I wonder if that undertone is that, you know, actually it's very difficult for me to, to go with those two players because um, they've both struggled for different reasons. Well, Partey struggled and, and Jack has been unavailable. Jack has been unavailable because of his own doing and uh, because of his own fault. And I just wonder if that comment where he says, ideally you want to play with more of a run of games was a little bit of a dig at Granite Xhaka and the reasons for his absence. Uh, he also talked about Takahiro Tomiyasu and how impressed he's been uh, with him, not just in terms of his performances, but in terms of the way he's settled down. He talks about him gaining everybody's appreciation, uh, and obviously that helps in terms of uh, embedding him into the new team. Uh, what else have we got? Um, he was asked if fans will buy into the project if we win on Sunday, and he says, well... We'll be giving them another reason to do so. I think they have already done and they have shown that without us getting the best results. That is something exceptional and remarkable. And that's what I meant about the words that they are supporters, which is very different. Mikel Arteta taking another opportunity to fire shots at some of his critics within the fan base. He says that's why we want to give them something that they can really enjoy and get even closer to the team. He was asked if he's decided to start an 11. He says, I have an idea. Yes, but again, refused to give anything away. Um, he was asked, some of these questions for me, like, they just felt like a waste of time. Like He was asked about the Tottenham versus Chelsea game and the effect of N'Golo and Kante. And he responded by saying, well, we don't have N'Golo, so we cannot use him. And I'm so glad he did that and shut that question down because, you know, really... Um, Really silly question that. I, I don't know why you're asking Mikel Arteta about N'Golo Kante. Uh, not a fan of that one. He was asked about the three wins in a row and things changing quickly in football. He said, that's the beauty of this sport. Changes can happen very quickly. You have to be able to see things with perspective, not lose focus, try to adapt and get the best out of yourselves in every single game because the dynamics can change really quickly. He said, we're in a good place to face Spurs on Sunday, but that's it. After that, we have to show what we can do on the pitch. Uh, agreed. Uh, what if? Um, what else have we got here? Uh, he was asked about safe standing and and being allowed alcohol in the stands. He was asked about the incident last season with regards to um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang not turning up on time, and he he, he made a, a clear point. You know that 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 was an incident that occurred at the time that was dealt with at the time, and that it is no longer a problem in his mind. He says. Well, that was just an incident I had to make a decision on. I did on the day, and I think Oba is in a different position. He wasn't in a bad position at the time. It was just an incident that we as a team had some ways of leaving together. That wasn't the case, so we made a decision. Now he's been in really good form. I think the way he played at Burnley, even if he didn't score a goal, it was extraordinary the way he played for the team. And we were expecting him to play the same. So making it very clear that that book, or that chapter at least, uh, on Aubameyang turning up late for the North London derby is well and truly closed. Uh, the final bit I want to touch on from the press conference was when he was asked about Alexander Lacazette's future. Now, of course, Lacazette is in the final year of his contract. He's not been up until now in the starting eleven in the Premier League. I do wonder if that is a sign of things to come. Uh, Mikel said this. We've disclosed uh, what's going to happen with his future internally and we've disclosed that with him. 
There's a long season ahead of us. Anything can happen and everything is open. He just needs to concentrate on performing and contributing to the team like he always does. He's a phenomenal character. He's somebody that's always pushing and has a real interest to help the team. That is not going to change. And after, we will see what happens. There we are. Um, so that kind of rounds up the key points uh, from Mikel Arteta's pre-North London derby press conference. I'm uh, going to take a few of your questions for the last sort of five minutes or so from the live chat box. So if you've got one, chuck it in there. Let's quickly check in where we are in terms of likes. Be sure to hit the like button. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you're new, that really, really does help. Um, if you want to go one further by becoming a member and helping me to bring you more daily Arsenal content, then of course you can do so by clicking on the link in the description or the join button below the video screen, depending on what device you are using. Right, let's take a couple of those questions, a couple of those comments just before we wrap it up and I let you get off and enjoy, uh, get off to enjoy your Friday night. Um, let's see what we've got here. Uh, good question this from... Uh, Mr. Carrick, he says, what's up with the Cronky out protest? I guess he's talking about. Did the summer spending quash the campaign? I always say, I've always said this about the Cronky stuff, right? Do I want him out? Of course do. But the timing of it sometimes for uh, from us as fans is just so ludicrous. I mean, we're trying to do protests at a time where they're spending money and it's, you know, they've, they've picked the manager, they've backed him. They're giving him the opportunity to bring in the players that he wants to bring in, even when the financial climate is not at its best or, or you know, not where we'd like it to be. And so to, to start a Cronky protest now just feels like bad timing and it feels like it would just fall on deaf ears like it has done so many times before. I've always said if we want to really ramp it up on the Cronkies, we have to be united. We have to be smart about it. It has to be timed right. And people need to show unity. And for some reason, this fan base just do not want to do that. There's too many different fractions. There's too many people who want to be the face of it, who want to be the leader of it, who then, I think, negatively impact it because of that, uh, because they, they don't want to listen to certain people or they don't want to use certain platforms to get the message out, even if those platforms are far more powerful and far more far-reaching than their own because of ego and because of dislikes and old beef and it's just a mess it's just a mess um but i get what you mean though it does seem like it's all completely disappeared doesn't it uh jonathan just uh, talking about Mikel arteta's comment on the supporters he said supporters wants what supporters want the best for their club if the manager is no longer the right person from the club we change but that should never stem to hatred don't hate the manager more than you love your club agreed Really good points. Uh, Steve Stone says, uh, it, I feel if Jacker starts and we fail to win, your chat room will be full. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree, mate. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Rancid says, uh, lasagna or KFC, referring back to that famous old uh, afternoon where uh, Tottenham, how does the song go? We laughed ourselves to bits when Tottenham got the shits. Lasagna. Whoa, there you go. Great one. Uh, let's see what we got here. Alejandro says, can you see in the distant future uh, to do meet and greets here in the States? Are you talking about me to do meet and greets in the States? 
I'm not sure there'd be anyone interested, mate. <laughs> no, but jokes aside, <laughs> I'd love to come out there. I really, really would. I'd love to come out there and I'd love to get together with a lot of you that are regulars and in terms of viewing and listening to the podcast, because I know there are loads. I was looking at it yesterday. I was looking at statistics um, and I would say probably just under half of our audience is based in the States, uh, which is incredible. So, yeah, I, I'd love to get out there and I'd love to meet a load of you, but I don't think I'd go as far as uh, arranging a meet and greet because, uh, quite frankly, who would uh, who would want a meet and greet with me? <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Steve Stone says, uh, Harry, I expect nine points from the next three games. Do you agree? So we've got Spurs, Brighton and Palace, I believe. I would take seven. Um, I would I, I want nine, obviously, but seven would be OK for me, I think, in the grand scheme of things. And, and, and I'll explain my reasons why. I think the Tottenham game is a difficult one. I think that while I'm desperate to see Arsenal win it, I don't think a draw is the worst result in the world. It depends how that draw comes about. If you're winning the game 1-0 and you can see the 94th minute equaliser, then that draw feels like a defeat, doesn't it? But I'm also looking at the Brighton game because Brighton away from home feels like a really difficult fixture at the moment. They're in excellent form. They've played some brilliant stuff under Graham Potter. And, and I think that's a tough game. So... If we won one of Spurs and Brighton and drew the other, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. But obviously, I would like nine points. Not sure I expect nine points, though, because I'm kind of... It feels like with Arsenal right now, we're very up and down, right? We're either winning and we're great or we're losing and we're shit. And actually, we're somewhere in between that. You know, when we do lose, it isn't the end of the world all the time. And when we do win, it doesn't mean that all our problems have, have magically disappeared. So I feel like Arsenal is somewhere in between there. And that's why I'm not going to get carried away. I think we need to be more consistent in our results in terms of, uh, you know, picking up X amount of points. And, and I think seven points would be a very, very respectable uh, return from those three fixtures. Obviously, we want nine. But I do think... Um, I do think if we got seven, that would be not ideal, but at least respectable. Uh, so that's where I am on that. Because I just think Spurs will be tough. I think Brighton will be tough. So I think if you dropped a couple of points in either of those two games, I think you'd have to say that given where we are and how we started the season, that that is probably OK. You know, people will say I'm lowering my standards, all that jazz. But no, it's just being real, uh, realistic about where we are, in my personal opinion. Right, we are going to leave it there. I'm going to leave you to enjoy your Friday evenings. The North London Derby is just around the corner. And of course, we'll be bringing you the post-match podcast on Sunday evening. I'll also uh, be bringing you a show tomorrow with my predicted 11, the 11 I'd go with. We'll talk a little bit about some of the big decisions Mikel Arteta has to make in terms of his team selection. And we'll be taking your questions from the live chat. That'll be at 11.30 a.m. UK time live tomorrow and then of course on sunday we've got as i said the post-match podcast um might try and get something done for you from the ground if i can as well uh, as a little bit of bonus content so uh yeah fingers crossed right i will catch you all very very soon enjoy your friday night spend it with your friends your family whatever uh make the most of it try chill out a little bit because i tell you what Come Sunday, it's going to be squeaky bomb time. I'll catch you all very soon. Until then, take care. Ciao.
You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening 